I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for making us a part of your afternoon with Choice Woodman and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock from the first United Bank studio. We'd very much love to hear what you think, what you have to say. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line, you can access that at DoubleT973.com or through the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, choice, a very late sub today. We appreciate your flexibility. Woodman, um, Gus apparently doing some some cabinet work in the bathroom and uh, somehow managed to get really? himself stuck. And so I uh, had to call the bench real quick. And so uh, Woodman was uh, nice enough to, to land his private jet and uh, sit in with us for a few hours. Woo, woo, woo. Hiya, pal. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. You know, uh, <clears throat> Just woke up from a. You ever wake up from a nap where it's just the deep sleep and kind of. Well, you have those like uh, bariatric chambers too at your house. I would love to have that. No, I was actually over at Jones Stadium taking my afternoon nap, and uh, and the alarm went off, and I was like, "Oh." That makes sense. Where you request that they actually put a king size bed right at midfield because you feel like it. Pretty well. I mean, Edward honestly. Britton had his uh, school desk out at midfield, and you have your king-size bed. Hey, I uh, Whatever works. Life goals, right? Alaskan king. What's the difference between Alaskan king and California king? I think Alaskan king. I think California king is just a little bit longer. Longer? like A little bit more narrow, size. but longer. I think yeah. that's right. Alaskan king Let's is just gigantic. Bit. Okay, and I, I I could uh, get get along with the uh, Alaskan king. Too. Oh yeah, look here's a here's a representation. Like the the Alaskan king is almost like two king size beds. Oh my gosh! Yeah, instead of seventy two inches wide for a California king, it's one hundred and eight. It's basically a square. That's amazing. I yeah. want one of those. I know, right? The only problem is like, yeah, where do you put? The, well, probably the bedroom. Day. I guess the bedroom still. But like the bed frame, I'm sure is going to be hella expensive along with the mattress. I would guess. And so. I feel like if you're going to go the lengths of getting an Alaskan king, you can't just like, you know, young twenty year old dude living alone and just put the mattress on the floor. Like you've got to actually have a like a a bed frame and all that Pro- stuff. Probably also don't have like the real cheap. Here's the basic rails that kind of just like click together. Probably don't have those for the Alaskan king. And I'm guessing that like you know Walmart doesn't have. You know, ten dollars sheets for the Alaskan King. Probably not. Yeah, five red counts. Where's your great value Alaskan King mm-hmm. section? Wow, I, those are not. Yeah, those are not onto something. Totally well, I mean, new. you can afford it clearly. Well, yeah. I mean, this is perfect for me. You can fit two pets and three uh, kids in the bed at the same time. Excuse me, Kirby. Uh, I will be sleeping at midfield, and I want the bed to start and end at both thirties. <laughs> You know, and, and as as much as I uh, would be excited by an Amazon or an uh, Alaskan King, I think that uh, I would still end up crowded 
uh, from the wife. Like she would just all of this new territory. She is, is mine. the Crowder. Yeah, I'm the Crowder. Yeah. When, and no, well, and part of it is too that she goes to bed like two to three hours before I do. Uh huh. Um, so she has plenty of time to kind of stake her claim. Okay. You know. Really? So you don't just kick her over to the other side? No. Like, I'm, she- I'm really weird about um, disturbing other people's sleep. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and so, yeah, generally I just kind of like suck it up and figure it out. Man. That's that's interesting. I am definitely the uh, cuddler in the... In the relationship with us, so it's and that's just for the know, bench, we're not right? cuddling. That's not even she. She's not cuddling when she's claiming you're no. She's, out of the bed. she's on her on her stomach sleeping. Oh, sometimes snoring. Wow. Yeah, we're all over the place, huh? Man, now does it like? Are you so serious about it? Like it takes you like five minutes to get into bed because you're trying no, to be so careful. No, no, I still have room. It's just that she's clearly over the halfway line of the mattress, and I'm sure that if we got an Alaskan king, the same would still apply. So if she's on your side, do you just go sleep on her side? No, it's not that dramatic. Okay. Y'all, uh, is it a queen or a king? It's a king. Okay. Yeah. Plus, you have to get through like Silas and the. Uh, well, normally the I have to take the turtle. No, Bruno is the yeah, one that normally see, starts. Have, like, starts the night in our bed, and then I have to take him out to the bathroom, and then I. All right. Um. Wait, so do you... I'm not, I'm not done with this. That's Here, fine. You, we got three hours. I don't care. Do you... You're you're afraid of... Or not afraid not of... Not afraid. But conscious of waking people up. Dogs, animals? No, you care I don't about care. Them? No. Okay. Because they Get don't care about spot. me. Because they'll start whining for, you know, bathroom Whoa. breaks at 6.30 on a Saturday. Dogs care about you. Cats don't, but dogs do. I do like the angle of actually being scared of waking up the significant other, like, She'll just like throw a, a vase at me if I wake her up. No, yeah, no, my-, no, no. my my wife is uh, the the opposite of me in so many ways, mm-hmm. and um, and f- for like the better, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those is that whenever she wakes up, it's like I'm awake, I'm in a great mood. You know, <laughs> where's where's coffee, basically? Yeah. So. Yeah. So if my wife doesn't care at all if i'm asleep like already it's yeah, a mine doesn't which mu- 98 percent of the time she's asleep before me but but uh we'll be it, it never fails she doesn't ask for something like if she's awake she doesn't ask for for me to do something until i am completely under the covers and uh ready to go to sleep she's like hey can you go get this can you uh I think I forgot to turn the back porch light on. Can you? Yeah, so never fails. Always completely in bed before before those requests come. Yep. My my wife, my wife falls asleep first too. The thing is like I I try to do the same thing cuz I'm not trying to wake her up and I know that we have a little bit different schedules and uh it's just she's such a light sleeper. And so it's really unfortunate that she's the one that goes to sleep first cuz I would wake the way she describes it is I'm on like a high dive. Yeah. Like, you remember the blob from Fat Camp and you jump on one end and it launches the kid on the other side? <laughs> That's how she describes like our routine. You have to peel her off the wall. <laughs> I did one of those this, uh, this summer. I wasn't at Fat Camp this summer. More tech talk next on Lubbock's Sports Station. Double T 97.3.
It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Choice and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. Love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the H Flooring Center chat line at double T 973.com. What do you make of UCF there, uh, Woodman? I make that uh, they're playing better football now than they did earlier. Uh, it helps when you have your starting quarterback. That's as the far rumor. As, that's the rumor? Yeah, yeah we're that's not, the rumor. We're not quite used to that. Um as far as Saturday, I don't know what to make of of Saturday. I do know there's a monsoon coming down, and and one team seemed to be ready and used to it. The other one, I don't even know if they got off the bus. It, it's hard to judge what happened Saturday, and I don't know how much of that I need to uh, take away from from my expectations for UCF versus the whole season. So, prior to last week, um, this this one I probably would have said it. No, oh, layup. Yeah, ninety percent win. Hundred percent. Um, now I'm. I still. I mean, you're at home. You're at home. Uh, which you've been nine and three, I believe, in the Joey McGuire era at home. Five and one in November. Five and one in November. So I, I still am about eighty percent confidence. It, it dropped a little. But not not a ton. Yeah, I I don't. Um, it's gonna it's gonna sting, man. If you lose this game, pretty pretty because you you yeah. did the what was thought to be, you know, after the the one and three start, you did some of the heavy lifting, right? You won yeah. in Waco, which looking back now seems like oh well, of course everyone wins in Waco. They haven't won a. <laughs> home game against an FBS team in over 400 days. Um, But at the time, one and three, that looked very daunting. Um, You went up to Lawrence and found a way to win. Yep. Uh, Even though that won't be hanging in an art museum, you found a way to win. Sure. You're just third-ranked win over uh, um, a team on the road since uh, 2009. This is not that heavy of a lift. It shouldn't be. and so, yeah, you just got to find a way to win. And I, I don't think that, I mean, I think that result, not the outcome, but I think that the, 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 the result, 45-3, to three, that probably says more about Oklahoma State than it does about UCF. Um, yeah. I think Alan Bowman throwing three picks, big part of that story. Sure. I think that uh, Oklahoma State probably let go of the rope after the half, down <laughs> 24 to nothing. Uh, yeah. I, I, I also think... The Oklahoma State, what, what surprised me the most about that is UCF came in as the worst rushing defense in the league, and I thought, okay, Ollie Gordon's going to have a field day. Should have had a field day. Um, guess they weren't, a, or they weren't able to run the ball the way they hoped and thought they would. I do think you're going to be able to run the ball against UCF. I hope so. I mean, it looked like you were going to be able to run the ball almost at will on Kansas last Saturday. For a while and then, you were, yeah. And then just the the tap got turned off, mm-hmm. and it was, I mean, really rough going. And I don't know if that was an adjustment that 
Kansas made, if that was um, a, a lack of execution in certain areas, again, I don't, I don't know the reason. Um, but you you just hope that you don't run into that same problem on uh, on Saturday because probably not going to be able to play against UCF's uh, third string quarterback. Although that'd be nice if they want to do that. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, they, they don't even have to hurt, get the first two guys hurt. They can just you can just put him in. If, they can go to Disney World. Yeah, I mean they they need to just kind of lay down for this one because they've already got to win chalked up for the next one, right? They got Houston on the other side, so I think, uh, just let everybody go to a bowl game. You think Houston and Baylor make coaching changes this offseason? I saw a Vegas list uh, earlier today that says it's likely. Um, that was surprising to me. The The list I had, I think it was sports, maybe it was bet online or, uh, I don't know, sportsbetting.ag, whatever it was. But it had, it had Aranda as the favorite for the next head coach fired at FBS. That was surprising to me because I would have leaned much more towards Dana if you're picking a a Big 12 head coach. Um, So now, yes. Before I saw that, no, I wouldn't have thought so. I thought Aranda had a little bit more time. They, um, their last home win over an FBS team, let's just double check my work to make sure, was uh, Saturday, September 17th, 2022, uh, at home against Texas State. Their last home Big 12 win. Oh. Um, yeah, a few years ago. So, like. I think it was, I think it was Texas Tech. So, it's it's been a, uh, it's been a wild fall for Dave Aranda. Not falls in season, falls in, like, yeah. opposite of climb. Um and I just don't I don't think that you can afford if you're Baylor to to run that back. You know, I I guess I just assumed he had I mean he's two years removed from a Big Twelve championship. Two years removed. That's I think the, the patience level, right or wrong, whether you like it or not, has just diminished when it comes to to coaching because two years removed from a big 12 championship would have bought you plenty of time in the past i think sure i agree i i I agree with that statement generally i think that but doesn't two years ago really with everything i mean it doesn't matter if you're talking football or you know again anything Mm -hmm. two years ago seems like forever ago it does and in college football specifically two years ago um you know in the lead up to that season NIL was in its infancy. You didn't really know what that was going to be about. Transfer portal hadn't exploded sure. the way that um, it, it has now. And so roster management and recruiting, completely different now compared to back then. And I don't think that he's proven over the last two years that he's got a handle on how to properly manage a roster. Because like two years ago when they played Tech, right, in their Big 12 championship season, like that was – they were dudes. Yeah, they were. Right? Like those were those were dudes. And now you look at them and they're just they're closer to the Baylor of old in terms of personnel. Sure they are. Than they are any of the Bryles teams or a Randis championship team. I mean they, they have dramatically regressed in terms of just on roster talent. And you could probably speak to this better than I can, but as far as recruiting goes, they're the guys that are kicked coming in 
since Joey McGuire left their campus, they they haven't recruited worth a flip. No. I mean, and everybody knew he was their their ace recruiter when he was on campus, but and it's it's that that's okay if you are supplementing your recruiting class, traditional recruiting class, yeah. with big time portal, portal. additions, yep. right? Really smart um, sure. grabs out of the portal. But up until I think last year, he didn't. He was like Dabo, and I don't I don't think his his personality helps him at all either. Just just being the weird quirky guy. Um, probably doesn't. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Have you seen his press conferences? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what are we, where are we going? Yes. Yes, I have. It's so weird. It is. I mean, just. And be, I, I don't doubt his sincerity. Sure. To be but, clear. But, but it's still weird. But that part, that, that doesn't help him at all. No. The Being the weird, quirky guy probably doesn't help him recruiting either. It's just something that, that I think all of it combined. Yeah, I think they're probably going to make a move. In uh, in coming days, you think it happens before the season's over? No, I think they wait until the season. Because I, I think that I think Aranda is genuinely liked within Baylor, within the administration. I yeah. think Mac Roach really likes him. In fact, depending on you know what and who you read, Mac Rhodes might be trying to just still save him. Okay, um, you know, despite mounting pressure from other stakeholders. Um, so I think that. podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Choice Woodman and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today uh, until 6 o'clock. Uh, Choice a late sub in for Dr. Mike Gustafson who uh, got stuck in an elevator and uh, as of at least five minutes ago, was still stuck. So you know, actually, not that this didn't happen. I believe you, but actually, did have a co-host get stuck in an elevator. I didn't believe him. I've been stuck in one before. Yeah, yeah, with level. Oh, which one? The the one at Jones Stadium. Oh, that's not fun. One one of us handled it much better than the other. Uh, let me, I can imagine. Yeah, I'll let you I was, guess which one. I was stuck on a plane last year with Level for eight hours, and that was. <laughs> I'm telling you, no one handled it worse out of the hundred whatever people that were in that travel party than Chris Level did. He uh, to he be was fair there to, to lose it. To be fair to Level, uh, at least compared to like the you know you or uh-huh. me, he, he's he's a tall guy. He's a giant. So yeah, so planes are planes a little. That was restricting, yeah. but um, no, I, I would not handle that situation well at all. By the way, back when uh, David Collier was my co-host, he texts me on game day and says, uh, "I'm going to be a little late. I'm stuck in an elevator." Did not believe him one bit. Just thought he was making an excuse at, to, at Raider Park or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah right? the the parking garage. So, I I shared that story this year uh-huh. to uh, some very unlucky people who were talking with me in the elevator as I was going over for my game day shift and like i was like they were like oh hey you know because i had my name tag and they're like what you know, what are you doing i was like oh i'm about to go do a radio show I'm like oh you were double t it's like yeah i'm a double t and they were like oh i was like does it make you nervous on these elevators and i was like funny <laughs> you should say this because i was on the board when that happened oh they did gosh. not like that story and i could see in their eyes as they realize what if it gets stuck and we could be <laughs> trapped with this insane person for yeah who knows how long first things first 
have to uh, pick out a pea corner. Establish a pea corner. Yeah. Always. <laughs> and you want to be the establisher. Oh, like you want to gosh. be aggressive with that. You got to establish order. Right. You know, a hierarchy. Um, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, would Joey go after uh, Austin Novosad if Arend is let go? Uh, Austin Novosad is at Oregon. He flipped to the Ducks um, relatively close to signing day, if not on signing day exactly, and kind of kind of screwed him a little bit at that position. I don't really feel sorry for Baylor because that's exactly what happened in 2014 with Jarrett Stidham Dang, yeah. in Texas Tech, almost identical. Um, so... My, my heart breaks for them. Uh, this is the channel. How many portal guys can Tech get from Baylor and or A&M this offseason? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that their 24 class is either full or right at full. Um, I don't know if they've budgeted for, you know, X number of portal additions. Um, that's typically not something that they're going to, like, advertise. Um, and you also don't know how many uh, players from your current team will either uh, leave voluntarily or get processed. So, I would guess. Uh, this is a guess. I would guess there's probably seven to ten guys that will they'll have the conversation with and say, "Look, it's not working out here." I mean, it, it happens everywhere. Yeah, but I'm, I'm it's guessing it's not us. That, it's you. Yeah, it's not. It's not us. Uh, you need to be better. Um, I'm guessing there's about that. Um, so I don't know if that's seven to ten portal editions or not, but you would think with the relationships established, especially at Baylor, there's probably several players. I mean, you're going to have McCarty next year from that you've already got from Baylor, um, but you've you've taken a couple of guys from A and M in recent years that one worked out very well, one has dealt with injury issues, and and Tyree Wilson and Baylor Cup. I would think that the way Joey McGuire recruits the state of Texas, that there's some relationships already established there. The The unfortunate thing is that both Baylor and A&M, one of the position groups that I would guess that you would want to, you know, reinforce the most would be the O-line. Yeah. And their O-lines are terrible. Yeah, both the, of them. Their O-lines are arguably, A, the reason that Jimbo was fired, mm-hmm. and B, the reason that a random might get fired. That's true. So... Those particular yeah. situations. So it's like you're 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 shopping from a Soviet grocery store where but, the uh, shelves D, are bare. D line, not so bad for the Aggies. True, so wouldn't yeah, mind. Or a receiver. Yeah, or, yeah. And, especially interior D line when you're losing a couple of guys. They've got a lot of dudes. Important. I wouldn't be surprised if you you try to attack that. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Who was the Raider Alley Entertainment this week? I don't think that they've announced that yet. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen anything. I just went and looked. I don't think there's been anything announced. I'm still pulling for Chuck doing karaoke. Chuck doing karaoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to get people here. What would what would his set list be? Oh my gosh, uh, he, he sings every morning. Probably Captain Antoniel would be in there somewhere. Uh, it's definitely a lot of do 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 do. Well, that's what they're all going to be. Where he's trying to. You have to like guess what he's like. Yeah, are we talking about Sweet Caroline? We're we talking about. I think it's the baby. It's not back, unusual. It's the baby back ribs commercial, just an hour long. Um, Huey stop. Lewis in the news. Okay, wow. Yeah. Part of rock and roll. Sure, sure. Yeah, I bet I bet that one would be. And 
Chuck's play set list. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, R.I.P. David Collier. Really hope Choice doesn't kill AD. That's from Raider's dad. Um, I, but you're just filling in. Yeah. No. This is no. not a permanent arrangement. No, I'm, I'm in no fear. Not I'm in all. no danger here. That's exactly what he wants you to think. No. I have never, uh, you know, I say that. There have been guys that after I've filled in, they've left fairly quickly after. I'm pretty sure I, I've i filled in for you with level the week that he left, or maybe it was the week before, but it was pretty quick after. And that wasn't pre-planned. He had no idea. No, he, he, he had no plans of leaving. Yeah. I just, just woke up one morning and was like, hey, I'm man. done. Yeah, so... That's why I didn't go to his going away party. No, I think I'm. I think the the correct number I'm at is uh, is I'm on my tenth co-host, I believe. That's your body count so far. And the, what? But one of them's come back like twice already. So it's the current one. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Did Baylor fire their coach? No, not yet. I think there's a lot of uh, smoke around that. A lot of um, uh, disgruntled fans, uh, other stakeholders. And so I think that uh, as as every every day passes, I think that gets more and more likely. And I think that uh, you know getting blown out this past weekend uh, by Kansas State the way that they did mm-hmm. just adds to it. If you uh, if you lose this weekend to TCU and you lose at home to West Virginia and you go I think two straight years at least without a Big Twelve home win, yeah, it's tough to come back from. That's a lot, and they had. Correct me if I'm wrong. They had eight home games this year. They did. That's so many. I was told by someone at Baylor when we were there, it's almost too many home games because there people start to you know budget for their time a lot more, where it's it's not as exclusive. Baylor and TCU have done something really dumb that I hate. We'll share next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there. Good afternoon. Thank you for making us part of your Wednesday with Joyce Woodman and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining today until 6 here from the First United Bank studio. Uh, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um... Somebody asks, would Joey McGuire leave for a Baylor vacancy? I guess Chris Beard taught us uh, uh, yeah. that, you know, never say never. I thought Justin Bieber taught us that. Um, but that would that would shock me a great deal. Yeah. Um, I would be very surprised if he, if he took off for that as much as he's talked about loving West Texas and staying in West Texas. I thought his quote from... Uh, I think it's the radio show. And I don't I don't think that the infrastructure at Baylor is better at this point than it is at Texas Tech. NIL? No. No. Not just no, not just capital N O, mm-hmm. capital hell no. Right? Yep. Um fan support is not the same. Mm-hmm. Go, go look at how many people fill that stadium on Saturday in Lubbock and then compare it to Waco. Um I think portal wise, you're much more kind of in the game, there aren't as many administrative hurdles as there are, or at least have been at Baylor. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think that uh, it's – unless he has some kind of a special place in his heart for Baylor or Waco, then I don't I don't think it's really a conversation. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm sure he has a special place because that was his first college place. But I again, like like you said, the Chris Beard thing has everybody gun shy. But I I would be very very surprised if he took off because for, especially for that job. I don't I don't know that there's a job in Texas. It's so much about fit. It's so much well, about it, fit. It should be about fit. I think that if we have learned anything from watching the coaching carousel every year, th- those coaches don't care. Like the, the, the kind of like the the high school recruits that go, "Hey, I'm a five star receiver. I'm so good that I'm going to go to LSU where they pass eight times a game, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a first round draft pick." It's right? Good, good comparison. Uh, yeah. Tyron Johnson, hello, you know, etc. Um, and so I think coaches have that same level of arrogance, and not in a bad way. I think you're. If you're that good, there's a, a level of deserved arrogance. Um, and you want your coach to be a little arrogant, I think, too. Um, so, like with Beard, I think even the most um, uh, ardent tech basketball fan can recognize the resource difference at Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And um, can acknowledge that there might be something to the idea that it would be easier to win a national championship at Texas instead of Texas Tech, right? Just in general. Clearly, even, even clearly though he had for them, it, yeah, right on the doorstep. But, you know, largely, broadly, generally, I, I think that that's, you could very, very easily make that case. I don't think there's a similar case to be made between Tech and Baylor. Those are very similar programs in terms of resources, budgets, um, you know, recruiting reach, et cetera. They're, they're similar, but like what you just outlined, where Texas Tech is right now, facilities, uh, NIL, those sorts of things. Texas Tech is ahead at the moment in those things. Not saying Baylor can't catch up, but if you're a head coach, I, it's not a job, which technically would be a lateral move that it seems like it'd make a lot of sense. I also think, too, that I, I wonder – I wonder if there will be any kind of um, stink associated with the, the Baylor opening if it does open up, mm-hmm. because you know, while I think that it would be justified, Miranda would have just been two years removed, as you pointed out beginning of the show, mm-hmm. two years removed from Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, and so if you're a coach, you know, if you strip it all down, that's a job, just like this is a job for us and whoever you are out there listening, you have a job. And coaches, like all of us, like keeping our jobs and remaining employed. And the fact that they're going to pull the trigger on someone just two years removed from winning a, a Big 12 championship, mm-hmm. maybe that causes some programs or uh, some coaches' pause. This in the chat line, if AM hires Jeff Trailer, would Joey and Jeff conspire to renew the football series? I think you would have a better chance of it then than you have it of it now i agree i think that the obstacle there still would not be the head coach it would be ross bjork uh-huh. and john sharp the chancellor there who who runs AM much in the same way that ken hans ran texas tech when he was involved yeah um and so i, I unless trailer becomes as politically powerful at AM as maybe jimbo was when he first got Early, there yeah then I, I don't know how much kind of pull he would have to get something like that done. Yeah, but even if that happens, 
I mean, at best, it would be, what, seven, eight years down the road before you could make it happen? I mean, the Aggies probably have their schedule out more than Texas Tech even does, and I think Texas Tech's fully scheduled at least for the next six seasons. So 2026, uh, A&M only has one game on the schedule in the non-conference. That is a home game against Arizona State. Okay. Um, Texas Tech in 2026 has uh, Abilene Christian at Oregon State and then Colorado State. At home, all right, we can get rid of you. The you could those. easily buy out Abilene Christian or even Colorado State if you want to. I, I don't even know I don't if you'd even... have to buy out Colorado State. You may, you may be able to, because you're going there first, so you may, yeah, maybe be able to wipe that out. I, I wouldn't hate it if they nuked that, because um, I think you're going to to Fort Collins in 25. And yeah, you are. Um, they have two games on the schedule in 2028. Uh, Tech has a full slate, but again, you could pop, you could buy out Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, just just stay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We don't need you to come back. Or you could buy out Missouri State. Yeah, you, Texas Tech's in could make it happen. Th- they would be very motivated to, 100%. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, no, Joey said he is going to die in Lubbock, not going to Baylor. He always tells the truth. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Baylor passed on McGuire to hire Aranda. Not sure why he would run back there. He didn't go to school there. It was just a job. No, I agree. I, I'm not I'm not at all concerned about uh, Baylor and McGuire. And I also think that there's a level of um, resentment, um, salt, um, you know, insert negative emotion here um, from the Baylor side toward McGuire that I don't think... I haven't understood that. Why? I mean, he's taking a head job. I, I'm not saying that I, I, I truly ask. Yeah, him. yeah. I, I think that him kind of whipping their tail in the recruiting trail probably plays into it too. Fair. More tech talk next. So just jealousy. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How are you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Choice Woodman and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today from the first United Bank studio until 6 o'clock. Uh, Clint with a uh, a good song there, Vanilla Ice. Choice is filling in for Gus today, uh, who uh, got stuck somehow in a... Bed, Bath, and Beyond bathroom. Oh, man. I guess he was getting a new comforter or something. But, uh, yeah, locked in there. And so uh, I think the fire department was on the scene. I haven't heard the latest yet, but uh, he's fine. He's just, you know, in a bathroom. The, the problem was he went into the bathroom labeled Beyond. So that's really uh-huh. on him. Oh, man. I like the Click movie. Um, what's he doing in Bed, Bath, and Beyond? Aren't those all defunct now? Oh, I don't know. I guess he was buying a comforter or something. I don't he know. was breaking into a broken down. Yeah, as well as so I was say, and he just like, uh, I don't think they exist. Anymore. Okay, well, he so just probably he was, sleeping. He said there. that he was getting some bedding and got locked in the bathroom. So I just assumed it was bed, bath, and beyond. Maybe it's Dillard's. I don't know. Maybe it's the Coles. I don't know. Okay. No, he could still be doing that at the bed, bath, and beyond. He may be just stealing it from some guy living no, in there. No, I think if he but... was if he was in the bed, bath, and he'd be stealing the copper. Right, he'd be peeling the copper from the walls. That seems but it would make sense, like though, this. if he had broken into a Bed Bath & Beyond 
that it would take someone a lot longer to realize he was trapped in the bathroom. Gus is a is very talented at many things. I would say that he would be like if we're doing Madden ratings for criminal activities, his breaking and entering uh, rating would be like a two out of a hundred. Right? Okay. He's not very like sneaky. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would say like check forgery, probably an 87, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, your handwriting, I, you can forge things fairly well. I, I would say PI like a 99. Who, who has the best breaking and entering rating at like at Raymar? Ooh, um, I would say Jamie probably. I think that's fair. Jamie or Brennan? Yeah. Are you going ability to break in or just quietness? Like an ability to successfully pull off a B and E. Okay. Yeah, Jamie's probably. And part of his, like, he just seems like the least likely to actually do it. Plus, he's quiet. I feel like with tennis, he's pretty light on his feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't like to leave tracks in conversation. So why would he in a house that he broke into? Like. He could be caught dead to rights, crowbar in hand, right in front of the broken window with a sack full of loot over his shoulder. Mm. And the cops would show up and go, hey, man, we got an alarm call here. Have you seen anything suspicious? Like, no one would suspect Jamie of doing anything wrong. Fair enough. You know? That seems very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this on the chat line from Red Raider Two Guns. There's talk of Aranda being gone. Yeah, I think there is. I mean, not nothing imminent. Um, you know, I plugged my darn AC adapter in like at the beginning of the show. It forgot to plug it into the laptop. No wonder it keeps on going dark. Um, <laughs> it's kind of important. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of chatter in Waco from uh, Baylor Connected Media that uh, he is in trouble, and you know they're probably gonna finish three and nine. I think it would be an upset if they don't. Yeah. So if. Th- they get TCU this weekend. I forgot to share my story. Do you know the yes, name of that did. rivalry? Oh, I already saw this, and it makes me upset. Clint, have you heard the name of this rivalry? I learned. It's yes, and I. It don't, should be the revival. That's it's the, the revival one. That's and it. That is, an it is a one of the plus, greatest names. Yeah, yeah. A plus rivalry name. Um, it is. It is unique, right? To mm-hmm. their series. Absolutely. Uh, it's not something very generic like the Civil War, right? Or the Border War. Um, it's it's perfect. Like it's a it really, fits. really good rivalry name. Uh it is no longer officially sanctioned by either institution. Uh they have officially renamed it the uh I'm gonna get this right, the Blue Bonnet Battle. Uh, because this weekend they will overtake Texas and Texas A&M as the longest standing uh, college football series in Texas. This will be their 119th meeting this Saturday. This is stupid. Blue bonnet battle. There's going to be a trophy. I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it looks yeah, like. Oh, it looks terrible. Say. Yeah, it does look terrible. It's, it's yeah. It's have like, they had a trophy in the past? It's basically like a, a block of wood uh-huh. with a hand painted plate on it. What are we doing? It is a, quote, handcrafted steel battle shield made to look 124 years old. That's abysmal. That's terrible. Uh, but worse than the trophy itself is the name. Um, and apparently the reason why it's no longer 
the revivalry is because TCU does not want um, any kind of uh, uh, Christian or religious yeah. kind of overtones to any of their stuff. And, of course, the revivalry, I mean, it's... To, like, when are they going to change their name completely? I think they just want to go by TCU from now on. But, I mean, can't they go by TCU and go Texas College University? Yeah, I'm sure that'd be great. <laughs> That's what they need to do. I mean, seriously, they've been doing this Dear for a President while. Dear President so-and-so, I suggest that we rename the university Texas College University. I really think they should Boom! do it. That sounds like a made-up, like, for a movie. Yeah. Yes, like it does, and that's take, why it would fit so like, well. Like uh, on Friday Night Light or Friday Night Lights, the TV show <laughs> when he was going to like Oklahoma Tech. That sounds like one of the schools like yeah. he visited. Texas Cool University. It seriously, I mean, they've gotten. This hasn't been a, a recent thing. No, no, they've they've they veered, hate, they they've hate hard the right name, veered away from it. Yeah, they hate the Christian part of their name. So then get rid of it completely. They've been doing this. Um, I mean, they sent out a memo to the league. What seven eight years ago? Said please don't call us Texas Christian University. We only want to be TCU. That may have been even longer than that ago. It's just it's stupid. I yeah. hate that because the rivalry thing, like you said, a plus name. And oh, that's that's got religious overtones. We're yeah. done. It's like uh, UCF. You know, we don't want people to know that we're located in the central part of Florida. So we hate it. Oh, I like that UCF, one. please. I like PJ's better. What did PJ say? Texas Cocaine University. Yeah, that's the one, dude. Imagine Just go completely opposite. Imagine <laughs> the application skyrocket that would follow <laughs> being renamed Texas Cocaine University. Casey Paul's kids would be there. Yeah. That's for sure. Hey, we've suddenly got a lot of applications from like South America. <laughs> New school and, would be like and come to TCU. It's a rush. And Miami, Miami yeah. applications have skyrocketed. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, has McGuire even done enough at Tech to be worried about him leaving? Uh, I don't know that. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not worried about him being up, popping up on any kind of coaching lists. No. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Stoops to A&M? Question mark. Bob Stoops. Would you want him? What what has he been doing for the last six or seven years? Coaching XFL, man. Okay, yeah. What has he been doing for the last six or seven years? Um, you gotta be careful. If you mention XFL, Chuck will bar- barge in and uh, and throw a fit. He's anti XFL. Oh my gosh, he is just, just anti any spring football. Yeah. Is anybody? So if you're ever looking to like set Chuck off, mention spring football. There's a lot of things that'll do it, but spring football will do it. Like, did you see the Renegades game? Awesome. Did you see the defenders in action on Sunday? Like he'll throw a tantrum. Close to it. Uh, how about this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line? Uh, I have a good friend whose son is an offensive lineman at Baylor and was recruited there by Joey McGuire. Um, as soon as, and uh, James Blanchard, as soon as McGuire was announced as Tech's head coach, the player tweeted congrats to McGuire. Aranda immediately sent the player a message to come to his office. First thing he asked was whether McGuire had made contact with him. Player told him no, he hadn't. Then asked if he was planning on transferring and how they had big plans from at Baylor. Uh, player told him he was staying at Baylor. And as far as I know, he has not played a down. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. 
Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.